The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, we continue the conversation on The Talking Point, and very soon I'll be taking your calls, 011-714-2006. That's the number to dial to reach our studio line. I'll take your contributions uh, to this conversation. How do we break the cycle of crises that our country moves through? So we move from one crisis to the next. And the unfortunate thing is that when we move on from these different crises, there is no clear way of actually dealing with the underlying causes that led to the crisis in the first place. So it's almost like, okay, well, um, there's there's no community hall to, bu- to, to burn down anymore. That's already happened. Uh, there, there are no more cars to burn. Uh, that's already happened. So... I guess we're out of the woods um, for the moment until something bigger, something more dramatic happens. And then it's like, wow, no, now we, we really, really have to deal with this issue. But again, we become desensitized. We become desensitized. And, and that's part of the reason why you're also seeing um, the police minister, Biggie Gleide, coming under fire for comments that he made. You know that comment that he made about how one of the teenagers was lucky to have been raped by one person because rape has become something that is so prevalent in our society that it seems to no longer cause outrage on its own. So when a woman says, I have been raped, that seems to no longer be an issue that gets all of us standing up on our feet. Now it has to be about how horrible was it? And surely that that can't be the way that we continue to operate as a society. Because, you know, the bigger the crises, then the more difficult it is for us to rebuild from from those crises. And, And do we even can we even say that we're at a point where we do rebuild? That's the conversation I want us to have this hour. Uh, Professor Seth Cooper is president of the Pan-African Psychology Union. And, and Prof, I really want you to, to just reflect on that for me. The damage that is done to our society, the damage that is done to our communities as we face all of these different issues, but, but no real work done to help repair what has been broken? Well, look, we have had uh, a never-ending torrent of such abuse. This this is not something that is merely reflecting in the current democratic era. We have the uh, terrible past that had the same kind of watch. And in a, in, a, in a weird way, our leadership almost responds like the apartheid people did. And we know that next week uh, will be the anniversary of Marikana. So we, we know, Andre, there's so many. We know what happened in Alex when the military went in and began uh, 
beating up somebody sitting in his own yard. Now, these images have to tell us something about ourselves, how we've incorporated the ways of response and the ways of subjugation in the apartheid era and how for most of uh, our citizens who were not born uh, in that period, but were born uh, in the democratic era, there's been a transmission of that socialization by what we see, what we hear, and how we've begun to think about the issues confronting us. So the first thing, when a child uh, does something wrong, is not explaining to the child that why that is wrong. We use a threat. We then say, I'm going to uh, slap you, or I'm going to hit you, or something. So I know that a lot of people think that, yes, it happened to me, uh, maybe it happened to you, Kathy, I don't know, in your child rearing. But when we do that with our children, we're already normalizing violence. We're not allowing our children and ourselves to think through. And human beings have a significant brain size that ought to be exercised. We ought to exercise how we're going to think through these issues rather than meet might with might. If somebody slapped me, I'm going to slap uh, him back, that kind of thing. So already at that level, we're faced with a problematic. Our schooling is appalling. It does not teach us how to relate in the world, how to problem solve, how to critically think, and how to really use what we have in terms of our inherent uh, uh, ingredients to create a better future. So part of it is the total dependency and the total uh, overwhelming presence of the state in everything we do. And therefore, the reaction to the politicians and the state bureaucrats becomes what it is because they seen as the system. From the apartheid system, now we've got just the democratic system that has actually alienated nearly all our people from processes. You know, there was a time about a year ago, uh, I thought, well, we're alienating uh, some of the communities we're talking about rather than the overwhelming majority. But I'm pretty clear now that from all that we see and hear, the majority of our people are alienated from the system. The people who are actually bent on uh, defending and enabling that system are the direct beneficiaries, and they can see what they put in and the more they get out of that system, because that is what it is. Versus, we've got a, arguably the second richest country in terms of minerals after uh, the, the, Demo, Democrat, you know, the Congo, Democratic Republic of Congo. And this is a rich country. However, we are terribly poor as people in material terms. And I will never uh, ignore that the current commissioner of police, um, General Mawela, said to a parliamentary portfolio committee, 
probably over a decade ago, where when talking about the violence statistics, that the problem he faced as head of the public order policing was that we have political, socioeconomic issues that the police cannot solve. And he's absolutely right. In this, uh, in 2019, Minister Taylor said to me, uh, confirmed to me, when I raised the issue of the military in, uh, in Cape Flat uh, townships, he said, well, we've got a socioeconomic problem. I said, well, why aren't you telling your cabinet colleagues? This was in 2019. We're now in 2022, and he mouths off outrageous statements, which in any other democracy, women's groups, men's groups will object to the kinds of statements made by him and others. So we've reached the stage of numbness. We've reached the stage of desperation and dependency. So imagine, as a child, you're growing up, and this violent, these violent images hit you on the screen, on your devices, in the news, you hear these things. It, it is debilitating. You're getting socialized, and you're getting socialized against that normalcy that you, you mentioned in your headline, that we won't create citizens who are active, enabled, who have agency in, in their ability to solve problems within, amongst uh, each other, and to approach leadership in a way that leadership has no option but to listen. Now what we're doing is we engage in a fist for a fist and uh, force with force, and nobody is the winner. There is no winner in this kind of conflict situation, and therefore we need young and older people to actually mobilize communities to speak for themselves ordinarily and not when a crisis happens. All right. Because our communities have also tended to respond in crisis modality. All right. Uh, I'm going to take uh, some of our listeners that that are calling in to contribute to this conversation. But but just to add to what you're saying, one listener anonymous says, uh, do not philosophize now. Sort out issues now. A person who slaps only understands violence must be slapped back. And that's just a part of the prevailing sentiment when it comes to how we respond to um, some of these challenges. But is that the only solution that is on the table? Is there no other alternative? Is that ultimately what we are saying? Let me kick it off in Cape Town. Uh, Sibambili Izwe, good morning. Uh, good morning, Katie Mushashan. Am I right? Yes. And good morning to uh, the many in front of you. Uh, it's a very good morning and all our SALA listeners. Mm. Are, you, are you with me? Yes, we're with you. Yeah, um, oh, very, I'm, I'm very sorry, man. Uh, in this country now, it's going down like these other countries in, in up north, and I'm very worried, even the, our, our police, our police, everybody in this country is crying about the police. Can you see, this is a, this is a banana republic, and, and I'm sick and tired of this stomach politic, you know, 
the, the police, they are not trusted in South Africa. You can't trust the South African police. Even our justice system in this country is very bad. Eh? It's mm. very bad and it's embarrassing. In fact, in court, there was a lady that was uh, from pre- Indian, British lady that was murdered in our country. If you follow that case, uh, 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 you can see that our justice system in South Africa is really is, is a stomach uh, is a politic or something like this. The best way I think uh, I I always say on this essay, that uh, essay FM station, it's better they must just give the DA to run the Western Cape and show the ANC how to run the country, how to look after the community, really. Since we took over these countries, we black people, we have failed our people, and you guys, you speak there. You don't even call Ramaphosa and Becky Pele and Pretty Lembalula. And these countries like Zimbabwe and Mozambique and Lesotho, you must bring them there in your system and explain to these people and how these people are jumping in the water. South Africa is no longer a country. It's, a, it's just anyone can do as he please. You see, one day we find that maybe... We wake up in the morning, we are a property of China, the whole mm-hmm. South Africa. You mm-hmm. understand? Mm-hmm. This country, is not, anyone can just come and do as he please. What, what? Foreigners without paper, so, they can so, murder uh, and rape anybody, kill. So, you won't trust them. So, Sibambili, is, is, is that your view, that that the only way of, of breaking the cycle of crises and of trying to foster some meaningful solutions is for a change in government, that a different party has to be in charge? Our, our people, we black people, we keep on voting the ANC up and voting for the ANC. Now is the time for the ANC to go. I'm happy if they section in the ANC. It's better we have a new political party that will unite all of us, black, white, colored, and England, Indian, to change the ANC. You, ca- you can't trust the ANC anyway. Even President says Ramaphosa, when he was addressing his, his Congress in Nachiwana, whatever, so he told them, even if uh, the corruption is within the ANC, they're destroying the country. Okay. Anyway, they're selling the country. Even Ramaphosa said so when in, in that meeting. You can't trust it. Now the ANC has to go. That's the only way people must just vote the ANC out like other countries in the U.S. If the political party is failing the country, destroying, just vote it out. That's All the right. only way for the change. All right, Sipambilizwe, let's leave it there. Uh, getting very frustrated uh, out in Cape Town. Uh, Samuel in Boysons, good morning. Morning, morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Oh, uh, uh, um, I want to comment about our labor, because my, my take here is that the, uh, our labor and the policing, they are the ones who are giving us... Uh, a problem. Labor de- the, the Labor Department and the Police Department. Yes, okay. and, uh, and and uh, the white farmers and the factories as well. Because if you might take a look on these people, they employ the foreigners people deliberately. Now, that we as South Africans, we must sit in townships not having a job, those outside people having jobs. And the other thing is that the, uh, the labor, they know that they must walk around and look at the employees, the, the employers that they are employing South African people or not, but they are not doing that. They are not doing that. You look at now, the, the, the problem which we have with Kaki, so look at now, it's escalating to uh, uh, Mansa V. 
the next thing it will be Benoni. Instead of our police going right now at Benoni everywhere where they are, Zamazamas is, because they know where they are, but they are not doing anything up until our people take uh, uh, the law on their hands. So, so ultimately, Samuel, you believe that better enforcement of the law from the police and Labor Department would help in, in dealing with a lot of problems that are being experienced, especially when it comes to the employment of, of undocumented migrants? Yes, because of when you look at the... Let me give you an example. Aaron Zanel is trying to get these people out here, but the police department, they are not helping him out. And the, 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 the white farmers and the factories, they are ignoring these people. They are employing them Well, they know that. In fact, let me just say that they are happy to see us fighting each other. Mm. Okay. All right, That's Samuel. What, this is what is happening. Okay, Samuel Alton Boysons, let's leave it there for this morning. I'll take a quick break. I'm back with more of your calls. I'll also uh, hear from Professor Seth Cooper, who is our guest for this hour. We continue the conversation on the talking point. Uh, Professor Cooper, I, I want to bring you in here just briefly to uh, reflect on the callers we've had before I go to the rest of our listeners that are on the line. Well, look, uh, anonymous caller is not correct because this is not philosophizing. It comes from experience. It comes from knowledge of behavior. It comes from understanding the human condition. If you slap, I mean, we've slapped back. And this is the situation we're in now. So let's get out of the slapping mentality to open our minds to better ways of engaging. That's the one point. Um, I think that uh, the Cape Town caller is absolutely correct. I mean, raising Annie Diwani. Uh, remember that um, uh, then it was Commissioner Pele who shot his mouth and it resulted in certain evidence uh, or it resulted in the husband. Uh, uh, not, you know, not being able to come back into the country to face trial until conditions were met, because they used that in the British courts, and of course the judge here threw out other evidence, all based on how this was handled. We 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 bad at doing what we are paid to do. In terms of what Samuel is pointing out, he's absolutely correct that the, there are departments that are paid to do work who are not doing their work. There needs to be appropriate enforcement, uh, but there needs to be, first of all, the ability to protect citizens. The labor, all our departments are there to protect our citizens against undue uh, pressure uh, and force from any quarter. And that, I think, is something that we we must support. Mm. Patrick in Whitbank, good morning to you. Hi, Patrick. Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Yeah, okay, you know what? <laughs> As South Africans, South Africans actually, specifically, South Africans, we are on our own. Our biggest problems are from the government, mm. the police, and you guys, media. Katie, I'll take you back a little bit. Mm. You remember you and I, we argued about the, 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 the room you were in public, and you ended up revealing you being marked at the uh, job activity. You remember the incident of the boys that were terrorizing the community up until the community 
uh, raised up and then they took them to the ground and then they assaulted them. You remember that? Mm, I'm trying. Where did that happen, Patrick? It did happen, and I I raised that with you. No, I'm not disputing that it happened. Mm -hmm. Calm down. I'm trying to remember the incident that you're actually um, trying to remind me of. I actually forgot the name, but I remember okay. you and I raising that. Look, I, I I I remember my talking about um my talking about the mugging incident that I experienced. You I can't you, I can't remember yes. the context now, yes. and it's difficult because you also can't okay. remind me of the exact example that that you are raising. I think yes. our listeners can. It's fine, Patrick. Really. Make make the okay. point that you're making. It's okay. 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 Make the point. <laughs> why actually, why I, are I you fighting? Actually, you know, you know why am I fighting? Why? Because you know why? I'm listening to all the media now. Mm. It has taken the poor girls, eight innocent girls, to be raped so that we can all face into one direction. People are crying on a daily basis. As you listen to other media clips, there's a woman who says her child was raped and a couple of months ago, mm. and she was killed, and. Till today, the justice has never been served. Maybe this one is getting atta- an attention because it is, the, it, it is what is written a TV crew. Then you ask yourself, how many more women were raped and killed in that manner that we don't know about? Mm-hmm. You know why? Because each time South Africans speak, the media, the EFF especially, you guys are so quick to raise up and say, xenophobia this, xenophobia that. What now, Katie? Where are all these organizations that come to the fore and normally defend foreigners, traveling South Africans? Where are they? Your Helen Susman organization and all other organizations that we normally hear on the radio. I haven't heard any of them coming to the fore and saying something about that brutal, brutal act that has happened there. Can you imagine being raped by eight men in a vision? Patrick, do you, do you think that it is not possible to be concerned about the level of crime in this country and the level of violence that women in this country face just more broadly, including than what has happened in, in, in Krugerstrop. Is it not possible to be concerned about crime, but to also be concerned about the way in which communities respond to that violence, including what sometimes can be seen as xenophobic or Afrophobic sentiments. Are the two, are, are the two mutually exclusive? Can you only be concerned about one of those things at the same time? For the sake of the time, Casey, I'll just give you the, way, the, the answer the way I understand it. Mm. Casey, community doesn't wake up and, and, and run to the police station or, or, or being like uh, unruly and attack whoever they think is troubling them. Mm. Normally, this thing it starts as a gradual process. Mm. They'll report it here and there. And nobody listens. Nobody listens, Katie. South Africa is gone. Mm. Katie, you media guys, start reporting things as they are. Please, can you be please, guys? Be Look, you know, know, Patrick, I think that the criticism that that you're raising about how much of the issues um, are affecting communities, it's a fair criticism, right? 
um, because you go to an area like Krugerstorp and they talk about the fact that you have had ongoing rapes, ongoing terrorization of those community members for a long time. And, and so it, it's fair criticism that, that, that you're putting to the table in as far as the coverage of what is happening in this country, that it needs to fully reflect everything that is happening in our society. Okay, so can I close? You know what? My worry is this. You and I were talking about this at this level for today. Guess mm. what? In, I just hope in the next coming six, eight months, we're not in the same point again. Thank you, Katie. All right. Okay, Patrick. Patrick out in Woodbank there. Uh, Professor Cooper. Look, we don't have any uh, time left, Kathy. What I can suggest is that SASM has the convening power. It has the power with its sister stations. And I think it would be uh, massively important to get discrete topics like the one we're dealing with now in terms of how we can engage in problem solving. Instead of only having a litany of complaints and requests, how do we problem solve to get out of this deep quagmire. Mm. And on Patrick's last comment, it is not going to change in a few months because there's a historic uh, element here. There's a whole range of uh, economic and political commitment and mediocre leadership uh, problems that we have got to confront. But we can focus on changing our education system. We can insist that those paid should actually do the jobs they are paid for and are guaranteed their payment because they are civil servants and politicians. Mm. That's, uh, and I request that you consider using uh, radio to bring people together across platforms so that these matters can be aired and aired in languages that people can understand and communicate in better. All right. Uh, Professor Seth Cooper will leave it there for this morning. He's president of the Pan-African Psychology Union. Apologies to all of uh, the other listeners that uh, I haven't been able to get to this morning. And, you know, I, I think that the, the idea here is to really say, like Professor Cooper was mentioning, how do we begin to provide solutions? What are the solutions to the problems that we're facing? Because there's no question about just how big the problems we're facing are. But where are the answers? How do we break this, the cycle that we are trapped in, that we are stuck in as, as a country and as communities? We're going to leave it there for this hour. Coming up on the other side of uh, the 11 o'clock news is, of course, the Friday wind down.